Welcome back to In Your Own Words Podcast. I'm Chris Thickpen. And yes, this is season two. You finally made it, or we finally made it to 2021. I hope you had a safe and blessed new year. I know many of you are looking forward to uh, resuming a sense of normalcy in life and in education and also in sports. Uh, Continue to download and share uh, the podcast. Uh, If you have any suggestions for me, uh, you can send your inquiries to inyourownwords20 at gmail.com. Again, that's inyourownwords20 at gmail.com. Sit back, listen, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of In Your Own Words podcast. I'm Chris Thickpin, and it's that time of the year where sometimes high school head football coaches move around. My guest today has accepted and started a new journey with a program that is no stranger to Mississippi Association of Independent Schools in Park Lane Academy located in Macomb, Mississippi. His head coaching record is 94 and 42 in 11 years as a head coach. So it's a pleasure and an honor to welcome longtime head football coach, Coach Ron Rushing to the podcast. Coach, welcome and thanks for joining In Your Own Words. Thank you. Look look forward to talking to you. I appreciate you calling and inviting me on. No doubt, Coach. So, Coach, um, you recently, I guess, were at Brookhaven Academy. Uh, you've taken a new job at Park Lane Academy. Um, what has it been like maybe the first uh, week or the first few days taking over at Park Lane? Man, I, I started over here last Monday, and it all went kind of quick. I, I told my team on, on a Wednesday I was leaving – I met my team over here at Park Lane on a Wednesday afternoon, and my last day at BA was Friday. Mr. Case did a good job of um, he understands coaches and, and me needing to be over here. So we started our first day, meet me and my two younger kids on, on Monday last week, and it's been a great week. We jumped in the weight room, um, just got that thing rolling, and been, been an exciting week. Um, meeting a lot of people, learning a lot of names, and just it's, it's, it's been a really exciting week for us. Absolutely, Coach. So, Coach, for the maybe the, the listeners that are not familiar with uh, Park Lane and private or independent schools in Mississippi, could you kind of maybe give us a rundown of or school of the school profile, how, maybe how many students uh, is enrolled there? I will. There, there, there are six classes in, in the MIS, and that's, that's a little misdeceiving. The bottom two classes are eight-man classes. So, so eight-man split up into a single A and two A. The smallest 11-man classification is 3A, so there's actually four 11-man classifications. Um, Park Lane is in the top six, and 6A, you've got the six largest schools in the state, um, Prep, MRA, and Jackson Academy being the top three, and then the next three would be Park Lane, Hartfield Academy, and Presbyterian Christian. So we're about 75, 80 a grade, I believe, um, probably pushing right at a um, I'd say five, six hundred, you know, junior high up. Okay, and maybe um, total maybe around a thousand. Is that correct? That, that's what I'm thinking. I'm, I'm not sure on that. That's just off the top of my head, but pr- probably somewhere around that number. Okay, so coach, you 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 leave um, Brookhaven Academy. What were what some of the things maybe that uh, attracted you to uh, Park Lane, uh, or that made that job uh, an interesting one for you? The, the the timing of it was perfect. My um my oldest son is a senior this year, and 
I had promised him five years ago when we went to Brookhaven that he would graduate from Brookhaven Academy. So with him being the, with him being a senior this year and and the job opening, um, great tradition. It's a football school, um, good numbers, and Coach Stutzman the last six years has done a really good job of building them back up from where they were. Um, be, being in the largest classification, you know, it, 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 as kids want to move up and and continue their their playing careers, coaches want to coach at the highest level. So, just the challenge of being in that district with those um other six A schools and 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 being a part of of, of getting that um going was exciting. Absolutely. Again, listeners, you're listening to In Your Own Words podcast. I'm Chris Thickpin. Today, my guest is Park Lane Academy new head football coach, Coach Ron Rushing. Coach Rushing, um, before going to Park Lane, you were at Brookhaven Academy uh, for almost, I guess you could say, four years or maybe four football seasons. Uh, your first season, uh, could you maybe talk about what some of the things you were able to do, you and your staff, that you guys did to turn that program around? I will. We um that first year, I was actually there for four and a half years, but I made five football seasons. Um, okay. The 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 first football season would have been the 2016 season, and you know it it was really struggling. They had the state's longest losing streak. The numbers were down, um, and and just that that um challenge i guess of building up a program was exciting to me i had been there previously um around 99 and 2000 um had eight kids at my first high school meeting so i was scratching my head a little bit at that point we we wound up getting 16 kids out and um we went 0 and 10 my first year um had to cancel the last two games of the season because we had some kids hurt and i think we played week eight and we, we dressed out 11 high school kids, and we had one get hurt. Um, so so we canceled the last two games of the year. But but those kids that I had, I wouldn't trade it for anything. They they, they fought hard. Um, just an amazing close 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 knit group. I actually had three or four kids who wanted to come out week three. We wouldn't let them. Just you know, you're trying to build a program, do it the right way. We told them they could come out when the season was over with. And we went from 16 kids, I think. 31 the next year um kids started coming out we went nine and three in the second year made it to the um second round of the playoffs and then the third year is when things kind of started really rolling we dressed out 37 i believe and made it to the semifinal game so so it took three years to really get it rolling back the, the way it should have been but it, it was a fun process no doubt about it coach so coach um about how many players, uh, on average, uh, did your teams have at uh, Brookhaven Academy? We we went from sixteen the first year, um, and that was ninth grade up. Went from sixteen to thirty one to thirty seven. The the most we dressed out, I believe, was forty one. Um, this past year, we, we actually had numbers up so good from from seventh grade up. We just dressed out tenth grade up, and um, I believe we were at thirty three when we started tenth grade up. Okay, so coach, is that an ideal um, number for that that level of football? Yeah, and and four A, the the numbers were good. Um, gives you enough where you can, you know, we, we we were close to two platoon with what we had. We were fortunate enough to have a lot of athletes, but most of your four A schools, I believe, are going to be you know thirty to the upper thirties um, as far as numbers. Okay, so coach, uh, 
you turn that program around, you get it going in the right direction. You guys have success. Um, what did you guys do from a, I guess, a culture standpoint within your program to really maybe uh, turn the tide? Yeah, you know, I, I had to do it at Cathedral. It was a little bit different situation there because it was it was already rolling pretty good. But, um, you know, we, we dove in into the weight room. Um, really a very positive atmosphere, um, very encouraging atmosphere. Uh, we made it fun to get the kids to come back out. Um, just, just two different ways that I've had to do it before. Um, it was, it was, it was, it was exciting. It was fun, but really just creating a, a, a atmosphere, you know, positive. We, we, we tried to bring out the positive and everything that we did and, and just encourage them to come out there. Absolutely. Coach, let's segue. Um, let's talk about your time at Cathedral because uh, for many people may not know, Cathedral um, plays in the, the public high school association or group of schools, uh, and you guys won a state championship in 2014. Uh, what do you remember maybe about that season? Man, great, great season. We, we had, you know, I, I started there in 2011, may have been my first season, um, 2010 actually. Um that was the group of eighth graders that I had started with and brought up through our middle school program and built up to high school. Um, just, just, a probably the best defensive, best overall team I've had there. I had, I had a better offensive team in 2011. We, we were fifth in the country actually then passing, but as far as an overall team, we had depth. We could two platoon, um, just, just really solid football team. Absolutely. And coach, you, um, Coaching 1A um, in the public school ranks, how does it compare maybe with uh, what you've seen at your various stops in the private school ranks? Um, you know, the, the 4A level I was at at Brookhaven, probably similar to the 1A in the MHSAA. Um, same type athletes. Um, pr pretty comparable, I thought. Um, you know, to, to me, kids are kids, you know. You hold them to a high standard no, no matter what league they're in. Kids are kids in both leagues, and they work hard. They love discipline and, um, you know, great effort at both places that I've been. Absolutely. And, and Coach, uh, I, you may not remember this, but I remember uh, reaching out to you. Um, I think I might have saw a clinic or something you did, and uh, – out to you and you were able to share some of the things you guys were doing from an offensive standpoint and this was back before zoom and google meet and all of that and i think we might have been communicating through email but um you, you were able to share in some football with a guy you didn't really know maybe talk about you know your your mindset when it goes into maybe uh, growing the game or maybe helping out young coaches. Absolutely. It's just a brotherhood, you know, and it, it, I've been really fortunate with Herbert Davis and, and a lot of other guys to call and they've opened up and um, I've had guys in my district that I've gone over and sat down and talked football with for three, four hours. I, I just think it's, you know, the camaraderie, the closeness that you build, the relationships that you build with people. I, that's one of my most favorite things about coaching, you know, other than, the relationships with the kids is getting to know all these coaches and you know you've always got things change and you've always got to 
try to get an edge, you know, to, 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 to get over on other teams. And it's just fun. Um, I guess building knowledge because, because nobody knows everything about the game. You know, there's always something that you can do to improve. And that, that's just one of the, the fun parts of it to me is, is studying the game all the time. Absolutely coach. So coach, uh, bef- I guess before you started coaching, uh, you worked at, as a firefighter in Natchez, what maybe led to coaching? Was coaching something you always wanted to do or uh, tell us that story? Absolutely. I, when I first got out of the college, um, needed something to do. My brother-in-law was on at the fire department, Leland Reimer, and they had some openings. So I actually coached part-time, um, you know, because you work 24, you're all 48. So so I would work my 24-hour shift, and I would volunteer the, the two days that I was off. Always been on the field my entire life, whether it's baseball or football. Um, just uh, you know, it's just always been a part of my life. And and from from the get go, I was wanting to coach. I just had to find some openings and ways to get get my foot in the door. And that's that's kind of how I started off was at the fire department. And I and I would say if I wasn't coaching, I'd go back to the fire department. It was a it was a wonderful job. I really enjoyed it. No doubt about it. So, coach, um, your your first stop. Uh, was ironically, I guess, at Brookhaven Academy from 99 to 2003. And then you go to uh, Trinity Episcopal Day School in Natchez. Uh, you guys had a lot of success there. Uh, what, do you, what do you remember about that time at Trinity? Um, you know, there was athletes all over the place. David King, you know, is, is a good – always been a mentor to me. I called and asked for advice. And he – um. We had athletes all over the place. He spread the ball around and, and got the ball to all of them. I actually had Stephen Ridley who played at LSU and played for the Patriots. Um, R.J. Fleming played at Arkansas State. They they was, you know, pumping out Division One football players every year. But it was it was an exciting time, good time for me to coach under Coach King and, um, just just a great atmosphere, good culture to be around. Absolutely. And, Coach, during that time, you also uh, won a lot of baseball games. Could you maybe talk about uh, your your career as a head baseball coach? You know, what, one thing in, in the private schools, you know, uh, maybe maybe a little bit more than the public, you, you got to be willing to do everything. And I actually played college baseball. I played at Colin two years. I went and played at Delta State University. So so I started off as a, as a baseball coach in, in high school. Um Coached it for 19 years, actually, and coached in six state championship series. Was fortunate enough to win one. I lost five. But, you know, um, a lot of my coaching, even in football, is 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 the toughness and the discipline is from Mike Kennison and Bill Marchand at Delta State. Um, so I've taken a lot of my things that I learned from Delta State and kind of put into my program, um, practice schedules and different things like that. But start started off a baseball guy. I love football. Um always coached football and was just fortunate in two thousand ten to get, you know, to get the head football job at Cathedral. And and I've been out of baseball the last five years, um, just strictly concentrating on football. Absolutely. Again, listeners, you're listening to In Your Own Words podcast. And today my guest is Park Lane Academy new head football coach, Coach Ron Rushing. Uh, coach Rushing, uh, are, do you know what your teaching load would be um, at Park Lane or if you'll be in the class? I will be. I'm a high school math teacher. I, I've taught anything from geometry to trigonometry, pre-cal, um, advanced algebra, statistics, 
I, I don't know which course I'll teach yet, but I'll teach a um, couple classes. This semester, I'm kind of filling in. I'm over here full time, but they, if they need a sub or if somebody has to leave, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of filling in the different areas, but I'll teach two high school math classes starting next year. And, Coach, just for the listeners who may not know, um, that's not, I guess, always common to have a head football coach who's a math teacher. Yeah, that's right, or, or a math teacher. Um, I just I'm, – I'm not a big reader or writer. I like numbers, and, and, and football to me is, is basically numbers when you call them plays. So it kind of kind of fits into line, I guess. Absolutely. Coach, I remember, uh, you know, being a head football coach on a 1A level, and I tell people, it felt like I did everything because I was the head junior high football coach. I was the high school head football coach. I drove the bus for the basketball team. And you've been head junior high, head baseball, head football, varsity. Uh, maybe talk about some of those various um, jobs or coaching duties you have at small schools. Well, I, I think, you know, the small school just – you got to build camaraderie from, from your different sports and athletes and different coaches. So I've always tried to do what I could. Um, I actually at Cathedral, I taught five high school math classes. I was the head football coach, high school, the head junior high football coach, assistant high, high school baseball coach, and head junior high baseball coach. So um, plus, you know, put all the, the maintenance and driving buses and things like that. And, for, for me, it's just second nature. That's kind of what, what I grew up in the small school. All the coaches did, so it's kind of understood to me that, that that's part of your role, you know, as, as a as a as a coach. Um, definitely got to wear a lot of hats. You got to raise money. Um, you've been there before. It's just you know a little bit of everything. If you see a need, you know, empty trash cans after games. If if you see a need, you just go do it and make sure it gets done. Absolutely. So, Coach, um, have you had a chance to maybe um, fill out your staff um, at Park Lane? Uh, we have. We, we rearranged a little bit. We kept everybody on staff. Paul Anderson, who's been a great friend of mine since 2000, will be my offensive coordinator. Um, Stephen Cooksey has been here. I, I don't know how long. He'll be our special teams coordinator. And Robert Young, who's a young guy, Full of energy, um, excitement. He'll be our defensive coordinator. Um, Stacy Smith, the guy that played at USM, who, who's volunteered the last few years. Hopefully, he'll he'll be back and help us out. Um, and then we got some <coughs> younger guys in the junior high staff that said, uh, "But we, we kept everybody that was here. We're gonna hire a head junior high football coach, and we're gonna hire a high school offensive line coach here in the new future." Okay, so coach, um, you know. Would you say your staff size now was uh, similar or about the same at Brookhaven and maybe uh, Cathedral? It's, it's um, you know, I've I probably got nine guys on staff right now in junior high and high school <clears throat> from seventh grade up. So it's, it's definitely a larger staff than I'm used to having. And, and, and at Cathedral and, and Brookhaven, we basically did both here. I'll have a separate, you know, staff for junior high. My son will be an eighth grader, so I'll, I'll be down and help them practice when I can. Um, I'll still, I've always thought the high school football coach should be involved in junior high some, some way. So I'll still be down there, you know, watching those games and, and helping out where I can. Absolutely. And coach, for the um, young coaches or new listeners, explain why that's important to maybe. Um, have the high school coach have some sort of hand or uh, in the junior high or the middle school football program? I mean, if you plan on staying around, that's your future um, program that's coming up through there. I, I, 
I've always put a big emphasis on the junior high. Um, I actually take high school kids and, and they go, I'll take like five kids a week and they'll go down and help with the peewee football practice after our practice. It builds, um, just builds a culture where the young kids look up to the high school kids and the high school kids actually start realizing how much those younger kids look up to them and just builds a bond between them and starts building a, a culture where kids want to come out and play football. You know, they kind of see what's going on and, We've always tried to keep our, our terminology the same. They can't run the same things, but you know, if you if you want to build a program, you better dive into it and go all in and and and, and be be involved. And, and I'm the head coach. I, I I need to be involved all the way from fourth grade up. Is is the way I see. Absolutely. And so, coach, um, now you you could tell me if I'm wrong or not, but I've heard stories of. Uh, do all private school teams travel on charter buses to away games? They they do not. I've um, you know the the five years at Brookhaven Academy, we we drove we we rode on a charter bus twice, and that was the last two games this year to to a um, second round game and a semifinal game. And now some of the larger schools do, but I would be willing to say ninety five percent of MIS schools all all ride on the school bus. Okay. Okay. So coach, uh, when you're, is the setup maybe the same in, in the uh, private school as the public school when it comes to maybe, uh, maybe having an at will contract for coaching duties or is it maybe a contract with everything in one? Um, it, but most of the ones I've been to, it's just a, a one contract that, that's got everything involved in there. You know, what your responsibilities are. Okay, so coach, you pretty. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I said it's, gonna... it's pretty similar. You know, the, the the places I've been, um, the only the only big differences are, are you know, MIS, which I think is an advantage for the MIS. Your your junior high goes seventh, eighth, and ninth grade. So instead of those ninth graders getting beat up in high school, they're they're you know getting a full season in in a junior high. So when they move up to tenth grade, they're a little bit stronger and do better in high school. I, that's the main difference I see in the public school and private school. Okay. So coach, do you, do you think, or do you know if uh, maybe enrollment in the uh, private schools have gone up since maybe the time you started coaching and teaching? Um, you know, at at Brookhaven, we, we, we started around 409 my first year. And we were up to about 600 when I left in year five. So, so our, our enrollment went up. Um, at Cathedral, we were around 500 when we started, and, and we climbed up to about 700. So, so with those two places, the enrollment went up. I, I, I just, you know, the education w- was very good at, at Cathedral. I think that was a big draw, and, and we were successful in all of our sports. I, I think young parents, you know, that they, they want their kids to be in, in good athletic programs, and, and I think if you're winning, you know, I think that – as much as education does, I think good athletic programs also attract kids. Absolutely. So, Coach, um, w- with your experience uh, being in both public and private schools, maybe seeing some of the challenges um, academically and athletically, how do you do you think there needs to be a, a good balance between both athletics and academics as far as the support that goes into both? 
Absolutely. I think they're the same. Um, you know, this is high school football. And as, as much as, as, as I'm a high school football coach, I want to make it as big as it is. You know, kids need time with their families. They need time for their studies and their academics. So I think it's a good balance. And, and, and I've been fortunate at the schools I've been at. It's, it's pretty much been the same in both. Okay. So, Coach, let's segue. Let's talk about recruiting. We know uh, that this year is – it's a crazy recruiting year for the graduating seniors because guys have the extra year of eligibility. What do you tell your players maybe this year and in previous years about the recruiting process? Man, it's, it's, it's gotten crazy. I think it's going to back up for a year or two. But, you know, as hard as it is to, to, to get an athletic scholarship, it's, it's ten times harder now, I believe. You know, um, I don't know, um, you know, I try to do as lot as I can about a coach. I think the parents don't realize how, how big of a, a part they have in the recruiting process. You know, I, I think if you have a school you want to go to, I've always told my guys you need to go to that camp. You know, for me, I ask college coaches when they come in, I, I don't know how big combines are or how much they recruit. But I, I think if, if there's a school or how much they recruit those combines, you know, with the results, I, I think if there's a school you want to go to, you need to go to that school's camp as many times as you can. Get to know that staff. Just like everything you do, I'm, I buy sporting goods because I have a great relationship with, with that person. I think you need to start building relationships with those schools. Absolutely. But but, but with, 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 with them, you know, pushing a year back, and, and I think, you know, they could have played this year and got another year of eligibility or this didn't count against them. I could just see the next few years really be head-scratching, you know, try, trying to figure all this stuff out. Absolutely. So, Coach, uh, you've mentioned uh, a few minutes ago, you know, you like to throw the ball around. Has that always been maybe the style of play with your um, offensive uh, teams or your, your just when, teams in general? Yeah, when I have the personnel, I want to go as fast as I can and, and, and get the ball to as many athletes as I can in space. My philosophy, you know, to me, a lot of teams that don't throw the ball really well usually don't defend the pass very well. So, so my philosophy is find four guys that that um can go score, get it, throw it to them short. You know, when they walk up and take that away, throw it deep to the same guys, and when they put five in the box, run the ball. So, um, best case scenario for me, we we, we got it spread out and we're throwing the ball as much as we can. Absolutely. Coach, what, what are some of the things, maybe the best defensive teams that you've seen over the years um, have been able to do that, that give you problems uh, offensively? You know, I, I think, you know, a team that plays man that matches up with you athletically really hurts you. Um, I, you know, when, when we first started at Cathedral, we weren't very good at it. And we went seven on seven with Natchez High, Wilkinson County, Faraday, Jefferson County, and, you know, where they're locking us down, playing man. The first year we got killed. Then we started learning how to rub and how to pick and how to run motion and run crossing routes. Um, so, so I think teams that play man, you know, really get to you. And, and then those guys up front that, that put a little pressure on you. We, we do blitz pickup period every, every day. But, man, you know, some of these guys get, get fancy with it. And they, they bring five man to six man pressures. It's hard. It's, it's, it's really hard at the high school level to pick up. Absolutely. So, Coach, when you're looking for a, um, a quarterback, what are some of the, the the intangibles you look for in that guy in that position? He's got to understand coverages. He's got to understand the concepts of what you want to do. 
Um, obviously, he's got to be able to throw the ball. But I've I've had kids that were six four, six five. Um, had had a quarterback at Brookhaven that's really turned. He's a junior this year, going to be a senior. He's six five, two hundred seventeen pounds, he, and, and got a rocket arm. He he understands coverages. Um, I've had a kid at Cathedral that was five seven, one hundred forty five pounds that threw for thirty six hundred yards. Just he had, you know, I think the right mindset. You know, when, when you want to throw the ball a lot is the biggest part. They they got to they got to get on the same page with with you and understand what you're trying to do. Absolutely. So, coach, um, in the uh, private school playoff football system, how does that compare to the high school, public high school system? Is there three rounds? Is it four rounds in the championship game? Explain that. Um, you know, there's not as many private schools, so so uh, more more of your teams make the playoffs. But but this year, you know, well let, let me say this: we use a PowerPoint system. So so your district winners are going to be in four A. We had four districts, so the four district winners were ranked one through four based on PowerPoints. Five through twelve was ranked on PowerPoints um, alone. So. Um, it's a PowerPoint system. We, we had, we, we would have had to go through four rounds to play for the state championship. We, we beat Bowling Green, I believe. Now let's see. We won the first round. We went to North Delta, won the second round, and then we lost in the third round to Wayne. So it's, it's set up the same way, just not as a total number of teams in the MHSAA. So, so more, more of us make it. Absolutely. So coach, you know, being a 1A head football coach, being at Brookhaven Academy, now at Park Lane, uh, you were at uh, Cathedral. You you traveled to a lot of small towns and schools throughout Mississippi. What is maybe you've noticed about how football maybe uh, just can be a blessing for the community in the school? It, it can. Small uh, communities just love, you know, Friday night lights, and that's 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 what draws me to them. Um, I've been fortunate enough that the schools I've been to have had great support. They traveled well. Um, it's just, man, it's, 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 it's fun. There's nothing like, you know, and I tell guys, I played college baseball, um, played in the College World Series, Division Two, but but I still text high school guys. I'm, I'm, I'm in group text with guys I graduated with and played ball with, and we always talk about the high school, you know, football experience. They, they, they don't understand right now how, how precious it is, but – just going through that and the, the small communities, I think, just builds a great atmosphere. Absolutely. So, Coach, uh, talk about maybe more uh, who were some of your influences maybe in, in coaching or some of the really good coaches you had a chance to coach with. Yeah, I played I played for Bobby Marks in high school. Um, I think he won 200 games as a high school coach. Um, just just – had a great, you know, connection with him and Terry Moffitt was our high school defensive coordinator and I'm 48 years old. I'd hit the door hard as I could right now for him. He, he was an amazing motivator, was a great defensive coach. Um, went, went, went to college to play baseball at Colin with Keith Case and then um, went up to Delta State. Mike Kennison and Bill Marchant were two of the best coaches I've ever been around, you know, just great, great uh, mentors and um they were disciplined. They knew what they were doing, and and just those those two years really got me hooked up um, on what I wanted to do up there as far as coaching. Um, David King, Paul Anderson was with Ray Ishi um, for two years at Brookhaven a long time ago. Ken Beasley, who was at, at at Cathedral for forty something years, you know, being able to bounce stuff off him when I was there, 
um, just been real fortunate to be around some some really good football guys. Absolutely, Coach. And so, Coach, uh, you know, what advice do you give young coaches coming into the profession, um, whether they're whether they coach football or another sport? I think first of all, you got to be a great teacher. You know, I, I think a lot of guys um, get lazy in the way in, in the classroom and. They don't feel like that's a big part of what, what, what they do. You know, when you get to higher level, a lot of those guys may not teach. But when you start off, you're probably going to be at a smaller school. I think you need to be a great teacher. Put your time in and, and know your lessons and be disciplined in the classroom because you can't be disciplined in one place and, and not the other. Um, really get to know the kids, build the relationships with them. Every kid's different. Um, just dive in and, and, and be a mentor to them. And I think, you know, you got to know the game. You, kids are smart. They understand, you know, when, you, when you're when saying something and you really don't know what you're talking about. So so just like in the classroom, I think you got to be really good out on the field. Um, be organized. Have a practice schedule. I think a lot of guys and, and, and people coach without a schedule. I, I you know Herbert Davis really helped me out as far as my practice schedule. I, we practice on a, a 24, five-minute period. We got a horn that goes off, and we're, we're, we're coaching the whole time and moving around. So being really organized. Um you know, and I I think make make a a good good atmosphere for your kids to come out and enjoy and 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 be a part of. No doubt about it. Again, listeners, you're listening to In Your Own Words podcast. I'm Chris Thickpin, and today my guest is Park Lane Academy new head football coach, Coach Ron Russian. Coach, you spent a lot of time, um, I guess, in private school. You won a state championship in the public school. Um, have you ever thought about maybe switching over or why maybe you have decided to remain um, in, in the small school football? Um, you know, I've, I've had some opportunities in the past to, to, to coach at some 5A and 6A public schools as offensive coordinator. Um, would have been great jobs and great opportunities. Just, you know, as, as you when you're – when you're younger, you, you, you got an idea of what you want to do. As you get older, you start getting kids and you start getting settled down and you start making decisions for, for your family instead of what you want to do. I think had a lot to do with it. Um, so so I, I, I think more on that end, you know, would have loved to go to those schools and seen what I could, I could do, but it just it, it wasn't the best for my kids at the time. Absolutely, Coach. And, Coach, you, you mentioned maybe coaching your son um, – what has that been like, or what what are you expecting you know to that to be like? Man, I I coached my youngest one, um, you know, in elementary, just just messing around, and I started you know full time when he when he hit seventh grade, and I blinked, man, and it was over with. <laughs> uh, I was walking off the field the last game at Wayne, and 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 talking to him going off the field, and actually that somebody took a picture of us walking off, and for Christmas my wife had somebody water paint and a picture of it and i just i broke down in tears when i got it for christmas um just special memory spending that time with him um of course he ragged me the whole time we were out there you know and um it, it was fun though I, I wouldn't wouldn't trade it or for anything absolutely so coach um tell us what what is the um all-star game like um the mais all-star game you coached in that um so, so talk about that experience. You know, it's, it's you go in and, and, of course, you nominate your guys. Um, totally different than the MHSAA. In the MHSAA, you nominate kid as a position. You know, your staff goes in and um, you, you get your, your coaching staff. And then 
I might take two centers. Well, I pick the best center out of there. You know, you're gonna take two quarterbacks. You take the best two quarterbacks. When the, in the MIS, you know, your better athletes are at those skill positions. So you may have ten to fifteen quarterbacks on the All Star team. Wow. So 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 we kind of go in and nominate our, our better players. Um, and then through the process, you know, you got bylaws where you got to have so many from a district, can't have so many from a certain team. You wind up with about eighty-eight guys, and, and it's a four-eight, it's a four-eight, five-eight, six-eight all-star game, and a one-eight, two-eight, three all, three-eight all-star game. So we got two games. So, so I've got eighty names. We pick eighty all-stars, and then and then they pick your head coaches or, or your coaching staffs, and then it's a lottery pick. You flip a coin. One, one, the blue team makes their first pick, white team makes their pick, blue team makes – and you go back and forth and you kind of pick your team, um, get a strategy and kind of go through there. But, you know, you may wind up with five, six quarterbacks on the team. And fortunately, these kids are excited to be there. You know, a lot in the MHSAA where you would only take two quarterbacks and, 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 you know, some of the other ones wouldn't make it. At least these kids are on the team and – you may wind up with a running back playing cornerback, and it's 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 a challenge, but it's it's a fun time, just like the MA. I coached in the MHSAA All Star Game, and, and it was amazing too. One of the funnest times I've ever had. Um, so 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 both of them have their have their pluses, you know. Um, but but both of them, I, I did the Bernard Blackwell, and I've done the MAS All Star Game four times. They're they're both fun to be a part of. Absolutely. So, coach, um, it's almost maybe like a draft. It it is. They, they they'll come up, you know, four A through five A, six A. That they'll you'll, you'll wind up with about I think it's eighty all stars. So so I'll pick a kicker, they'll pick a kicker. I'll pick a punter, they'll pick a punter, and then from there you can pick whatever you want to. I always try to get a quarterback and then get seven defensive players for the box, and then start filling them other positions as you go. But if the other team, you know, starts picking something, you may have to adjust your strategy. But through the whole process, you know, you're going to pick so many linemen, pick so many skill guys, and, you, you, you know, you definitely got to gotta be organized when you go in there. You may wind up with all offensive guys. <laughs> okay. So, Coach, um, if if you could go back in the uh, and coach any game, um, what, what game maybe comes to mind? Man, that's a tough one. Um, I would go back to probably the, the South State Championship game when I was at Cathedral against Noxipater. When Tyler Peterson was there, we had beat them the year before in the first round. Um, that's that's the year that we were fifth in the country in passing. We, we had thrown for 4,600 yards and 56 touchdowns that year. Really explosive offense. And um, I think they beat us 50 to 41 or 40 in, in, the, in the semifinal game, and they won the state championship the next week. But – you know that that one's always that one's always okay. Me. So who was maybe the best player you ever coached? Um, I would say Stephen Ridley, hands down. He kicked, punted, played nose guard, played linebacker, ran the ball forty, fifty times. I was assistant coach, but he um he he's he's probably one of the best athletes that, that I've ever been on the field with as far as coaching. Okay, so, Coach, if he was the best player you've ever coached, who was maybe the best player you've coached against? Let's see. Um, I'm scratching my head on that one. Um, 
you know, Nana Y had some good athletes. I think the year we, we won state, we beat them in South State Championship game. They had a defensive end that was a freshman. Uh, was it Chris Smith, maybe, or something like that, went on to play at ULL? Great, great explosive athlete. Um, guy that was at, 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 at Silver Bay when we was at Trinity um, played him. Um, his name's slipping my head right now. Was it Cody Pruitt? Cody Pruitt. That's okay. exactly who it was. Um, so I, I, I'd say one of those okay. guys. Right so, there. Coach, you know, you guys made it through the football season. Um, what were some of maybe the COVID had in place to protect the players uh, during the fall? Yeah, it was it was a crazy year. Um, we 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 fought a lot of stuff. Everybody else did. We we made the, you know, as far as locker room, we limited the number of kids that could be in the locker room. Um, made them take all their cloth home every day. Um, sprayed down the locker room when they left. Um, we used water bottles when we started off. Um, every kid, you know, we bought a ton of water bottles, but that's what they would use for, for their water breaks. We'd buy the small ones. They, they would use them and, and throw them away and then grab another one on, on the next trip. Didn't do pregame meals this year, um, which was huge for me because I like keeping my team together as soon as school's over with. So, so the kids kind of had their own food brought to them. That, that was a big one. Um, check temperatures, man, you, you name it. It was just a checklist of, of things that you had to follow. You Absolutely. Know? So, Coach, here's a question I, I have, um, and maybe the listeners want to know this too. You know, uh, how do you guys fund your or, or make your budget for football or athletics? Is it allocated from the school, or do you have to go out and raise X amount just to play uh, football, or do the kids pay to play? Uh, could you maybe talk about that some? Big bar and steel, basically. Um, you know, different schools do it different ways. At, at Cathedral, they they would they would give me a budget. You know, minus my gas. You know, the necessary stuff they had to do the the umpires. But I, as far as equipment and things I needed for football, I would I would budget that. Um, at all of them, you know, you can get donations and you'd have a fundraising fund. You could get different things out of. Um, here, here at Park Lane, we, we've got a touchdown club. We get money for like the, the signs and, and different things that we do. I think there's still a school budget that pays for the, the basic stuff that you need as far as your equipment and things and like that. But if you have other stuff, you, you have to fundraise for it. Um, so, so a little bit of everything, a little, you know, a little bit of all of it to just okay. try to get by. So coach, um, what are you planning maybe to find out about your guys? Um, are, are y'all planning to have a spring football? We will. We, we, we're in the weight room right now. We're, we're rolling four days a week, um, trying to bulk up and get stronger. I've got 27 kids that just play football right now that, that, that we've got in here. Um, we'll, we'll do a, my, my goal right now is to do a seventh grade spring when spring breaks over with, with the sixth graders coming up. And then when junior high baseball is over with, which would be the first of April is to do a se- uh, eighth and ninth grade spring next year's eighth and ninth graders and then when high school baseball is over with we're going to do a, a kind of like a football camp I, I hate to hit a lot that late in the year in case somebody gets hurt you know um, being able to heal so we'll probably go out and do a football camp type deal and, and install you know offensively and defensively and get ready for our summer so we can jump into our seven on sevens. okay so maybe what you do with your um junior high um that's maybe more fundamentals, but 
the the camp with your high school is maybe more teaching. That that'll be more install, um, um, more more not scheme, but just install offensively, defensively. Um, we'll, we'll we'll do some teaching, um, you know, as, as as far as just basic drills and stuff. But we'll save a lot of the. We'll, I always try to install it first, and then clean it up and teach technique and, and stuff later. So so really important that we get our, our plays and stuff scheme in now and then. During the summer, we'll lift four days a week, come in and lift 45 minutes, and we'll go out and position drill for about 30 minutes and, and then do some offensive and defensive stuff. So we can really clean it up Absolutely. in the summer. So, Coach, um, what message maybe do you have for the Park Lane uh, alumni, community, and people that – faculty and staff? You know, just exciting times where, you know um, – They've come a long way the last six years, and, and we're going to jump on the ladder and we're going to start climbing. We, we're going to be fun to watch offensively, um, throw the ball around, get the ball to some guys in space and score some points. Um, defensively, you know, they're always tough kids. We, we're going to play great defense. It's just going to be a little different style football than that they're used to. Um, just get excited about it and, and, and come support these kids and, and – I think there's a stigma here in the past, you know, the year or two that, that they couldn't beat the Jackson schools. Um, and, and, and that's one thing that excites me competing against them coming over here. So, so I think they just need to jump on, jump on board and, and follow along, get all in and let's do some good things Absolutely. over here. Coach, do you think we'll have what we've known in the past as a normal football season uh, this coming fall? You know, my, my wife's a nurse practitioner. She she's in the um medical field. Um, you know, with with the with the two vaccines that are out, and I believe there's two more that's coming out. I think I think COVID's here to stay. It's not going to go anywhere. But with the vaccines coming out, I think that'll help some. Um, but 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 you know, it's always going to be around. I'm afraid. So we're going to have to keep doing as, as many precautions as we can. Maybe not to the extreme extent that we're doing right now. Um, but, but you know, it's, it's changed for sure. We're, we're going to have to continue to do some things that we've done this past no year. No doubt about it. Again, listeners, you've been listening to uh, In Your Own Words podcast. I'm Chris Thickpin, and today my guest is Park Lane Academy new head football coach, Coach Ron Russian. Coach, it's been great talking to you. Uh, I appreciate you sharing um, some gems, reflecting back on your career, and, and maybe giving us a forecast of what – um, your new football team will look like come the fall. I appreciate you calling and asking me on. I, I really enjoyed Absolutely. it. Thank you again. From all of us to all of you, good day and God bless. Thanks. You've been listening to In Your Own Words podcast. I'm Chris Thickpen. If you would like to get in contact with me, you could send your inquiries to In Your Own Words the number 20 at gmail.com. Again, that's in your own words, two zero at gmail.com. From all of us to all of you, good day and God bless.